Are you feeling like no one understands your struggles? That you're isolated and alone? Like no one has your back to support, encourage, or celebrate your wins with you? Well, let me personally invite you to join me in the Living Fearless Today Facebook group. Hey, we recently launched the group and are open to other men just like you who want to know their worth, value, and purpose to grow in confidence, find their worth, and appreciate their contributions. So if you simply search Living Fearless Today on Facebook, and uh, then just click to join us. I look forward to meeting you, seeing your growth, and the success you begin to experience in your life within this band of men. This is the Living Fearless Today podcast, a show that helps men like you and me who are struggling to get unstuck and overcome fear to live confidently and courageously. I'm your host and transformation coach, Mike Forster, helping you create the change you want now. Join me as I interview men who've conquered their challenges and soared to success as they spill their secrets on how they live fearless today. as my guest, Josh Gettig. Josh is an absolute passionate beast in just everything. He has 10 different businesses that he's involved in. He is all about health, fitness. If you watch his, uh, his social media, you'll see he's always talking about the gym. He is a certified John Maxwell team uh, coach. He's a business coach. He has been uh, married to Courtney, his high school sweetheart. They have three children. He's living in sunny Arizona. You wouldn't know it because he's not sweating today. But uh, Josh is an amazing man, super, super passionate. So I'm, I'm ecstatic to welcome him here today. And uh, Josh, thank you for coming on. Hey, no problem, brother. So um, I just wanted to uh, ask you, can you describe like where you are today? Let's start on the, the business side, if we could first. So where we're at today, um, like I said, I, I believe it's 10 different companies that, that we're involved in. Uh, you know, some of them are passive, some of them are very active. I'm, I'm an active leader in some. Uh, all started with uh, purchasing a pest control company in Michigan. Uh, the you, people ask like, well, well, where's all your businesses at? They're actually all pretty, we do all of our business in Michigan, except coaching, coaching I do, you know, throughout the nation. But um, uh, people ask like, how do you do it? And, or, or why, why do you live in Arizona versus uh, Michigan? Well, as, as you know, I'm a believer. So when, when God tells you to do something, you do it. And so God, uh, God told us uh, a little over a year ago that, that for some reason we're supposed to be in Arizona. And so my wife and I sold our house and repositioned some of our companies to make it where we can make it work and we moved. And so I travel back to Michigan on average once a month uh, to handle businesses, do meetings and, and stuff. Very, very intentional time. Otherwise I'm here, uh, I kinda, I, 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 I got the uh, blessing of, um, I, I, yes, I actively, I, every day I'm on Zoom calls doing this, that, or the other, but 
Uh, the great thing is, is, is I'm able to spend a lot of time with my family, a lot of time with my wife. Uh, we're, we're, uh, I mean, we actually spent a lot of time, like I've completely fell back in love with my wife, uh, which has been absolutely awesome. Uh, but where are we at? I mean, you know, we're, we're all of our company companies do pretty well. Uh, coffee roasting. We have tea, uh, tea company, uh, fair trade gift store. Uh, like I said, a couple, actually three different pest control companies in Michigan. Uh, considering expanding that out here just because, well, it's Arizona. And uh, family-wise, we are uh, stronger than we've ever been. And, you know, like I said, my, my wife and I, we usually, we have date night once or twice a week. We're actually pretty excited. We're going uh, about three hours north tomorrow for the weekend to look at some property and, you know, possibly... Uh, buy it i mean we don't know yet we're, we're gonna see uh let's see now like i said that was business that's uh, kids are great you know the the move to arizona was really good for 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 uh you know for them and you know it has been a little tough on you know the family back in michigan but like i said i'm there once a month so i i see all my family anyway cool and how how long ago did you start the pest control business in Michigan. Well, I didn't, I didn't start the pest control company. I actually bought it. Uh, I always call him my stepdad, but he was, uh, you know, and, and he's, he's since passed away. His name was Rich. He, I pretty much grew up over at his house and he was a father figure to me when, uh, when I was at my lowest, he gave me a hand up. And so, uh, he would back in 2010, I think it was, no, 2009. He uh, approached me after one of our lead guys left to start his own business and said, hey, Josh, what do you think about owning a pest control company? Because the company's been in business since 1977. And so I just was like, well, I, I have to ask my wife, but yeah. And I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Would you have done the same thing if you like knew what you were getting into? No, I, I, yeah, I mean, probably. I mean, I... I I, I looked at it as, as, as such an opportunity that um, I, I learned so much through that business. And, and what I found was I loved helping people. And I got to tell you, when somebody has bed bugs or roaches or, or um, you know, fleas or something like that, you know, it's not a good time in their life, man. They are, they're struggling. They're you know, they're, you know, so the psychological effect alone, a lot of times I felt like a therapist and, and, but I was able to help them and solve their problems. And that's where I think I learned, I love solving problems. I mean, I, I just, I love solving problems. Give me a problem. I'll solve it. If it's, if it's a mundane routine thing, eh, I mean, I don't really get too excited about it, but, but when it's a problem, it's like, so. very cool. Now you went from like the pest control, did you, like, where did you step to from, from there? Like, how did you? Explain? So from there, we, uh, oh, I forgot to mention a licensed real estate agent too in Michigan. Um, but uh, from there, funny story, I actually went with my brother out to uh, Chicago, Navy Pier. He invited, he was a home roaster. He invited me to a thing called Coffee Fest. If Coffee Fest ever comes to your town, if you're a coffee lover, I encourage you to go. It's one of the coolest times ever. So I looked at it as like, I'm taking a day off. Heck yeah. So 
he was telling me about how this this you know company has a roaster that he really liked and you know blah 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 and so i i'm a, i'm a i'm a i'm a high di personality so i started talking to the lady next thing you know we're negotiating back and forth next thing you know i go all right well if you sell to me for that i will buy it right now and she goes all right i'm in i go all right we got a deal and i stuck my hand out and my brother says dude whoa wait what are you doing and and i said we're starting a business baby and and uh and we we uh we bought it i bought it that day and, and we took it to my brother's house and uh well they shipped it i should say and we um at the time my wife was selling for a company called trades of hope uh it's um uh, i don't know if you've ever heard of it but it helps empower women out of poverty it's a direct sales company and uh, my wife has a huge passion for um you know helping people in, in other countries fair trade and 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 uh and so she was doing that. I was doing pest control. We would go do farmer's markets on the weekends. We would roast 20, 30, 40 pounds. We'd sell out every weekend. Well, dude, Mike, I'm not a genius, but I think that's a business right there. And so, so we found, like, we got to the point, we pretty much had took over my brother's kitchen. And so we found a spot, another God moment. We walk in, there's a little area in, our, in this building that was, uh, like ideal for a little fair trade store. So I call my wife and say, babe, blah, 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 fair trade store. And she says, no way, no way. And I, and I said, babe, I'm going to tell you what you used to always tell me. You pray about it and let me know. And so uh, next thing, you know, next day she's like, oh, I hate you. I'm in. And so we, uh, uh, we got, and, and, and I met with the, the, the guy who owned the building and he said, uh, is, well, I'm looking to get 1600 out of it, you know, and, and, uh, he's like, old hillbilly, you know, the town I'm from is kind of old hillbilly town. And, and, uh, uh, I said, well, bud, I got eight, you know, cause I mean, realistically we had to be able to afford it personally. Like, you know, my brother and I have talked about it. I'm a, I'm a believer. You gotta know your numbers. You gotta know your break-evens you got. And, and so he, um, uh, we ended up, uh, getting it for eight which was cool. And, uh, you know, fast forward, I executed, bought the building and, uh, it just made more sense. I mean, I was just paying them rent and, and, uh, uh, but through that process, some, somebody had, um, reached out to me. I think I was at a networking event or something. A business broker came and, and somebody said, well, you need to meet Josh. That dude loves business, man. And so I started chatting with him. And he says, Hey, you know what? This is really good coffee. And I said, Yeah, thanks, man. Actually, I, I roasted that myself. And and uh he says, Well, he goes, Well, I got a tea company that I'm selling, you know, that I'm I'm brokering. And I said, Really? And so, you know, we made an offer. And I, my wife was not really on board with it. She's like, ah, we're we're on the fence with it. I said, Let's make we'll make an offer. If they don't like it, they'll say no. And and they didn't like it, obviously. Well, nine, eight or six or eight, nine months later, they reached out to us again. And I just redated the offer and I sent it right back to them. And uh, they bit that time. Next thing you know, now we own a store downtown Kalamazoo. And it was one of those things where when, when the lady sold it to me, she literally tossed me the keys and said, good luck. And uh, we had to figure it out. And so that was a, that was a good time. So once again, that goes to the 
problem. There was a problem. So we, I like, I got to go in and solve the problem. Yay. And uh, so it just, things just keep compounding from there. And, and um, I say it's been probably about a year. Once I got into coaching, I really started learning. I, I love helping small businesses and uh, I love helping people that small businesses that are a mess, you know, and, and most of those are the ones that uh, people started with a side hustle. They ended up, next thing you know, they got this great business, but they don't know what they're doing. So I love to jump in and help people like that. And recently I made a decision. I wanted to help at least 100 people become business owners before I die. That's, that's my, I guess my life mantra is what I'm, I'm trying to do. So not, not to say I'm going to be involved in a hundred businesses, but I want to help at least a hundred people do that. So as far as that is, is that business owners that are kind of having problems or people that are wanting to start? I want to, I really like the, the current business owners depends on where they're at in their business is, is whether or not I would quote unquote count them. But truly I want to take people because even though I have companies that, you know, some people, some are entrepreneurs, some are workers. I mean, let's just be real. That's, that's life. You know, some people just want the, 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 the safety of, of um, going to work every day, getting their paycheck and going home and not worrying about the problems. And then there's some people that have passions that, you know, I mean, trust me, just because you have a passion doesn't mean you should be doing it for a living. Uh, but uh, some people have like, phenomenal you know passions that they're they're phenomenal ideas that, that like if they put the right work into it i mean this could be a million dollar idea and uh i uh i recently partnered with a guy we we launched a we rebranded the company we um redid everything with it and his company started originally because he lost his job at menards and so but, you know, as he got into it, he, I think he kind of realized like, holy crap, like that's, this is a lot happening, you know, and, and, um, and I'm, and I'm thankful that, you know, he trusts me. And, and so I came into it and on the back end and the business side, because that's the side, of, that's the side I, I understand business is business. I mean, uh, it doesn't matter what you're doing. I mean, it's, it's uh, income in expenses out equals profit, you know, or loss. So how are you? determining when something makes sense is there like um like a formula or a framework that you're working through honestly not really it's 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 my gut i i trust my gut like crazy trust my gut and if i get a good feeling about something i i ask questions i like asking questions uh you know the powers in the person who asks the most questions and I ask a lot of questions around it and try to decide if I'm willing to take a risk, you know, and then, you know, then I, I apply, you know, there's, there are, I, I do have a list. Um, in fact, I think I have it sitting right here. So a couple standards I have is, is, uh, uh honesty, um, selflessness, willing to change commitment, uh, coachable, and they're willing to stay in their lane, you know, cause, uh, you know me where I've told you I don't have a filter. I have no problem with tough conversations. Um, you can like me or hate me. Either one I'm 100% okay with. Uh, and if I need to be the chip on your shoulder to get you to the next level, I'm happy to do that too. And 
But if you're not those things, I, I can't work with you. And usually I've got to be in a relationship at least five years. I mean, longer the better. I, you know, the guy I just got into uh, home improvements, uh, M2M home improvements. We, uh, I've known him over a decade. And like he has got the best heart in the world and he just needs some help. And, and I, I want to help him, you know, like I don't necessarily, and, and I was talking to another partner of mine that uh, my goal is to back down to maybe 20% tops, maybe 10, um, 20 is my, that's my, my hope. But uh, you know, like I explained to him, you know, he, I gave my hand up, you know, cause I don't believe in handouts, you know, my rich, he gave me a hand up. My job is to give other people hands up. I mean, that's what we're supposed to be doing, you know, helping people back into the boat. Right. And I ended up, uh, hired this guy and, and I just really liked him, man. And I didn't know him really well. And, and we, uh, we got into business and, and it's been great. He's, and he's a great guy, uh, good ethics, good heart, good morals, uh, he meets every one of those, you know, and he respects the fact that those are very important to me because I lay it out right on the line. Like uh, the the problem with a lot of partnerships, you know, like I believe it's Dave Ramsey that says it, that the only ship that doesn't sail is a partnership. Uh, I, 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 I agree and disagree with that. I do believe there's some situations that partnerships will work. You know, I do think that it's just like marriage. You know, so many times in marriage, you, you know, uh, and I don't know about you, I know myself, and I can only speak for myself, I've sat with a quiet resentment because I wasn't speaking up about something or, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and that was the, the, I think, the turning point for my wife and I is when we just sat down and just got honest with each other and like, I don't like this. When you do this, I don't like it. You know, and or or you know, or hey, I need this, or I need that, and and you know, fill in the blank. And and when we decided to do that, you know, like life changed, and so I adapted that to business too. So when I sit down, I go, hey, we we draw up a partnership agreement, and I said, listen, we're gonna make believe like we absolutely hate each other. How are we gonna dissolve this if we absolutely hate each other? Like we we won't even talk to each other. And so I've been able to come up with a kind of a standard template. It's pretty cut and dry, simple, but uh, it, it just works. And, and once again, anybody that knows me knows I wear everything on my sleeve. If I don't like you, I'm probably going to tell you, dude, I really don't like you. Let's just agree that we don't like each other and you go about your business. I'll go about mine. And um, I don't, I, it's just, it's kind of become my, um, uh, my way of life, man. And, uh, you know, it just, it just works for me. It doesn't work for everybody, but it, it just works for me. And it sounds like as you've gone through stuff, it's been, you've discerned what does work for you and that's where you've gotten your success. Is that true? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, you know, like I I'd said uh, before was, you know, a, a friend of mine taught me, uh, when you, when you have an outcome, you don't desire, put in a new standard. And so, that's what I do. And I mean, it's, it's simple. I, I actually, it's funny. I actually didn't have honesty. I mean, it was an unwritten standard. I wrote it out because I had a situation where, you know, somebody very close to me in business lied to me and it was, it hurt. And like, I, 
I couldn't. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I can't do it. I'm sorry. I, how do I trust you now? And what else did you lie to me about? You know, and, and it's just things like that. And, and, and I've just, I've lived by that. You know, my friend, Hank, I know Hank taught me that a long time ago that, you know, when, when you, when you have the outcome you don't desire, put a new standard in place and then be tough on your standards, not on your people. My friend, um, I think it was Pete Pacetto or Steve Trezak taught me that. And it was, you know, I'm a believer, man. When somebody has something you want, go get to know them. You know, go ask them questions, you know. And, and, and you know, the, the coolest thing in the world is when somebody, I actually had this happen to me recently where a, a young man, he's probably 20, 21. And uh, he, he felt almost bad that he was asking my quote unquote advice but it was cool because he what he did was he took time and asked questions allowed me to answer him and I watched him taking notes mm-hmm. you know so for a guy that's that, you know is operating at a high level if and I only speak for me um if I know that I can take an hour and impact you Mike that you're going to go impact a hundred more people I'm in sign me up you know, I don't, you know, whatever I can do to help. Yeah, it's that exponential impact. Mm-hmm. The ripple those effect. Around man. You and those you don't know as well. So that's, that's huge. It's, it's the ripple effect. Yeah. Now, you, you're doing business coaching as well. Like, mm-hmm. what does that look like if, if I came to you and I said, hey, Josh, I want coaching on business. How, how do you engage and what does that process look like? Well, I'm, I'm a, I'm a little picky who I work with, uh, just because I want to work with people who are going to put the work in, you know, cause I truly believe with business it's, it's putting the work in. I also am picky because they've got to have the, the mental breakthrough to know that, you know, and, and I heard, learned this from a, a, a dear friend of both of ours, Chris Lacurdo that business is what you do, not who you are. And uh, I, I gotta make sure, and, and I also need to make sure they're coachable. And uh, how do you work? I mean, I typically, I'm simple. Like, you know, hey, once a week call. Uh, if you really want Zoom, we can do Zoom. But uh, most of the time uh, we do phone calls. I, uh, we do once a week, I think I said that already, but. Um, I'm actually going to introduce uh, every other week because one of the things I've noticed is um, sometimes you just need time on tasks to go do it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you just need to, you know, if you have X, Y, and Z to do, it's the time on task to go get it done. And, you know, my job is there to be able to coach you, you know, hold you accountable in an extent, in a, you know, because a lot, a lot of people don't understand accountability isn't, you know, a punishment or anything. It's, it's ownership. You know, it's, it's, it's saying the tough things that, you know, probably everybody's thinking, but nobody's telling you. And, uh, I experienced that, you know, you had mentioned at the beginning that I'm, I'm, I'm in the health and fitness, you know, I believe it or not, I actually used to weigh, uh, 299 and a half pounds. I always say a half because it sounds better, I think. Um, but, uh, I was on a, a group coaching call uh, on time management, 365. And my friend Hank said, you know, Hey, you should be at this. And, and time management is something I, I used to struggle with. I don't really struggle with it anymore. Uh, I put it in my calendar to do it. I think I told you I have a tablet. And um, I, um, 
I, um, I was in this thing. I was fat and, and I was out of shape. And not long before that, I remember I was, I was on an inspection and I, I remember, I think I walked up the stairs. I walked down the stairs, walked in the basement and I said, Oh crap, they're outside. So I walked outside to the people and I got out there and I was like, um, I, uh, give me just a minute here. Oh, breath. You know? And, and, uh, it was that moment I was like, Oh my gosh, dude, like, what have you become? And, uh, really down on myself. Uh, and I, I was on this group coaching call and I probably knowing me, I probably said something like, yeah, I want to start working out on Monday and, and I'm going to work that into my routine. Cause that's, that's what I would normally say. Right. I mean, let's just be real. Diet always starts Monday. The workout always starts Monday. Right. And and then by Tuesday, I'm back to eating pizza, right? I mean, that was that was my mantra. And my friend um, and mentor, coach, uh, brother from another mother, Hank, says, all right, he stops the call and says, Josh, it's time for us to have a talk. And this is like everybody's on, not like 40, 50 people, dude. And he's like, Josh, you are fat, blankety blank. And, uh, and he goes, I, I can't watch my buddy do this to himself. You're, you're dying, brother. He goes, you know, if you don't, once again, that's where I learned, you know, about being tough on your standards. If you can't get yourself in a little healthier spot, you and I are not going to be in a relationship anymore. I'm going to delete and block you because I can't watch my buddy die. Most people, I mean, you know, not to, not to, you know, talk myself up, but you know, look at me, most people aren't going to say something like that to me. And he's about half my size. And I just went, okay. And about a week later, he called me up. He goes, hey, dude, we good? And uh, I said, well, yeah, dude, we're good. What's going on? What do you mean? He goes, well, I don't know, man. I felt like I was kind of tough. I go, no, nah, man. You said what everybody was thinking. You're the only one who had, had the pair to say it to me. And and that moment, man, I, I changed my, my nutrition. I changed. Now, now, keep in mind, I'm not perfect. I do have my moments where I break, but um, changed my nutrition, got into a regular weightlifting. I actually got really hooked. Matter of fact, I watched a movie. It's called My Magnificent Obsession with C.T. Fletcher. Uh, if, if anybody's listening or watching to this, don't watch it with your kids because his, his favorite word is the F word. Um, but uh, uh, it, was, it was one of those moments where it made me realize why... I've gotten some of the success I have is because you got to get obsessed with it. Whatever you're doing, you got to be obsessed with it. So if you want to have a great marriage, you got to be obsessed with it. You want to be a great father, you got to get obsessed with it. You want to do great in business, you got to get obsessed with it, right? Like, you know, you want to do, do good in the gym, you got to get up. You can't dip your toe in the water, man. You know, you're either interested or you're committed. Which one are you? Like, so it, for me, right now I'm, I'm committed in gym. Like, I mean, I, I typically am four to six days a week, um, depending what routine I'm doing. If I'm traveling a lot is a little harder. So I, I, uh, like right now I've, I think I've only been to the gym once this week, but, uh, but I'll hit it harder next week, you know? So I already knew that going into this week, but, um, but yeah, man, like it's, uh, you know, I don't know. I didn't know where I was going with that. So I'm sorry. I'm ADD too. So that makes two of us. 
So with being obsessed and, and having all that passion that you're driving into what you're doing, how are you carrying that across like all the different aspects of your life, both with business, personal, your, you know, physical, mental, how are you, how are you finding the energy and keeping that up to have it carry across all those areas? How am I finding the energy? That's a great question. Um, I would say it's time management, man. And it's, it's priority management really. And so back in my twenties, I used to say, if I make it till I'm 50, I'll be lucky because I, I, I've, I partied like a rock star brother. I mean, there's things that it's funny as people say about the COVID vaccine, like, uh, like, you know, if you knew half the things I put in my body, I ain't worried about that. And, uh, I, um, I ended up, uh, I realized, man, that I really like life. I really want to live. And guess what? If I want to live, I got, I got, I got to start taking care of this old car. You know, I mean, it's just like an old classic car, right? Like, you know, if, if you just let it sit out in the driveway, it goes to pot. It doesn't, you know, it, I mean, it rusts out, it fades out, the sun fades it, but man, if you put it in the garage, you shine it up, you, you know, put a new carburetor in it, you know, maybe some, some couple 12s with a, with an amp, you know, like, and, and, um, and it's, it's, you got to take care of yourself. And I also study people. I study successful people and I look at what they're doing. What, and, and, and I would, and I would challenge you to, to look at any, you know, and I'll put it in quotations because what is success? I mean, everybody has their own definition. Right. And, uh, but most of them are fit. Most of them uh, have great relationships in their personal life. You know, most of that, you know, and, and I, I started, I started studying that. Right. And, you know, most of them have time in, in, you know, spiritually, whether it's prayer meditation, whether it's just meditation, whether it's just prayer. Um, so I started paying attention to that and I, and I asked questions and like, I have no problem if I think that, you're above me in a situation or an area, like I'm gonna ask you a ton of questions. I'll probably get annoying. And and uh, but ultimately, dude, I want to live today, man. Like I really dig life, dude. Like and and like I used to say, like yeah, I want to make it till I'm 50. Now I'm like, oh my god, because I I um and I'm gonna try to do this without getting emotional. So my my mom, my mom uh, was really I was really close to my mom, right? And I mean I was I was the baby. My brother's still, you know, like, oh, you got away with anything. They used to beat the heck out of us and blah, 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 right? And, uh, and I kind of did. I mean, I, and, and uh, um, but my mom always took care of me. You know, if I was on the phone with her and I said how thirsty I was and I didn't have nothing to drink, 20 minutes later, she shows up with two liters, a gallon of water. And she's like, well, I just was in the area. You know, that was my mom. Such a giving heart, right? And, and um, my mom used to say, you know, she'd been through multiple bypass surgeries, uh, uh, stints and like everywhere and carotid arteries. I mean, and all of this happened when the doctor said, do you want to see your grandkids grow up? You need to quit smoking. And so she quit smoking and everything went to heck. Right. And so uh, she used to say, when I'm too tired, that's when I'll go. And like, cause she's cheated death so many times. It's ridiculous. And, 
and uh and i actually equated it um she used to babysit my kids and i mean like religiously babysit my kids and uh and my youngest lily got to the age where you know i think she was 11 if i remember right and maybe 10 and we were starting to leave her home alone and ma would always show up and and lily would say but you know grandma i can do this myself and and that was the moment I remember her saying to me, like, oh, it doesn't look like I need to babysit anymore. And when I got to call, a frantic call from my dad, it was an absolute blizzard in Michigan. Um, I was in the middle of a lawsuit with an employee who was trying to get out of her non-compete agreement. Uh, I was supposed to have court that day. They canceled court. God was, in, you know, intervening. Um, I just bought a brand new truck, brand new tires. And I'm talking, I mean, there's a foot of snow on the ground. I got the frantic call from my dad saying that, get here quick. And um, I threw in four wheel drive and I hauled, dude. I made it uh, a 20 minute drive. I did in probably 10 to 12 minutes. There's ambulances up and down the street. And I, I just parked the truck, threw it in park. I don't even know if I locked it, whatever. I probably left the door open, went booking up the road, walked in. And I saw my mom laying there with um, the machine, you know, keeping her chest moving and uh and we're sitting there and 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 i and and i'm yelling i'm like alice get your butt up you know i probably didn't say it like that but um and i'm like don't give up on me now you know i'm yelling at her and that's why i'm like ma you must be too tired you know like and and what what was the beauty of it was the day that day the next day i should say we were putting on a big event for the local food pantry my mom was really passionate about and she um had made fudge. She, she was very famous. If, if, if my ma uh, liked you, uh, she made you fudge. And um, like, it was like an honor because this fudge was like crack, man, like unbelievable. And uh, she'd made all this fudge up. She brought all these donations and blah, blah, blah. And so we we're faced with, do we go on with the show or do we, do we cancel the event? And I mean, immediately I'm like, well, now she'd be mad at us if we canceled. And so we went on with the show we raised three thousand dollars for the uh, food pantry, and um, that was the moment we decided that that business was all about mission. And uh, um, but when I watched my mom lay there, and and, and the, the the coolest part of all of it was, she had a heart attack when she walked out to feed the birds. She loved feeding her birds, man. And she said, she's like, she literally had a heart attack, sat down and died. And uh, and I always say, if I go that way, I'm good. You know, or if I can go like, you know, doing a bench press or maybe a deadlift or something like that would be really cool. Um, yeah. But man, I don't want it to be anytime soon, brother. Like I, I've got too much life to live, man. I got too much, you know, my kids are getting to that age where, you know, they're, they're growing up and like, I, uh, you know, I want to be like her. Like, I want to be able to babysit my guy, even my nieces and nephews, like I, my, my brother-in-law has, uh, his kids i mean they already two of them already call me grandpa you know like i mean i'm excited to be a grandfather man you know hi coach mike here hey thanks so much for listening to the living fearless today podcast man if you're struggling with your worth feeling you're not enough and playing small honestly this isn't your lot in life there is more available to you beyond this podcast to help you uncover your worth, feel respected, be confident, and play bigger in all areas of your life. Grab a time at highcoachmike.com forward slash book a call 
to set up a complimentary session on where you're at today, who you want to be, and how you can live the life you've been desiring. Again, head on over to highcoachmike.com forward slash book a call and take that first step towards your life transformation. Definitely. So what does family life look like for you? I know you're going on dates. Um, your, your children are 13, 16, and 20, I believe. Mm -hmm. So you've got them, you know, teenage, adult. Um, what is, what does it look like for you? And then second part of that is in the changes that you've been making, how has that impacted both your marriage and your parenting with your, with your kids? How do you see them react? Well, they're all home. They all live here with us in Arizona. Uh, matter of fact, my son, my oldest son, he's a, uh, he goes to college. Uh, we, uh, we instilled in him that, um, pay for your college. Don't take student loans. You know, when mm -hmm. I graduated college, I graduated with a house payment. Uh, basically, you know, I mean, $60,000 student loan, you know, and, and, uh, you know, my, I've wanted, so growing up, I didn't have, we weren't like overly where we talked about a lot of things in our house, you know, and, and, uh, um, you know, and dad, if you watch this, don't take offense to that, but, uh, we didn't, we, I mean, we just, everybody, I mean, I, you know, I learned about things from my friends and stuff and we've, um, you know, first probably couple years of my son's life, um, I was a piece of crap. I was an absolute piece of crap, dude. I, uh, I remember when he was probably three and, and one of the big amends I owed was to him. And I remember saying to him, uh, man, we try to do it again. Um, I said to him, I said, son, you know, I wasn't always the best dad. Uh, I just want you to know that I love you and I'm sorry. He said, dad, you're the best dad in the world. And I'll, I mean, I'll never forget it, man. Like, and like, uh, even though I was a piece of crap, he still thought I was the coolest ever. Right. Uh, we, how has my change affected, you know, what we've really done is we've, we've, we've created a household of openness. Uh, we've created a household of, uh, you know, we, we try not to keep problems in, we try to talk about them, you know, um, you know, when, when, if you need help, you ask for it. You know, I'm also trying to instill the values of, uh, you know, what these two things do called work. And, uh, you know, I, I remember one time I, one of my daughters said to, to a friend, yeah, my dad has stacks of hundred dollar bills and, you know, I got a call, I don't remember if it was from the teacher or from the mom or whatever. Like, hey, I just want to let you know this is what your daughter said. I said, honey, sit down. Let's just get something straight. You got nothing. You know, like you have nothing. If you want something, you will work for it. And I truly believe that moment changed her life because she's one of the hardest working kids I've ever seen. And she's not afraid of hard work. My son's the same way too. Um, and, uh, my other daughter, she's, she's very, uh, creative and musician, you know, she's a musician and, uh, uh, she's not afraid of work. It's just, sometimes you got to kick her in the butt a little bit, you know, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, overall, like it, it's, we always just look for teachable moments, man. Like, you know, moments that we can, uh, use to impact them for the rest of their life, you know, because a lot of people don't get this, man. I, and, and I know everybody hears this all the time. Don't blink because 
time flies dude don't blink because time flies like i dude i remember taking my daughter the first time to disney world you know she's like five or six years old and you know she's an adrenaline junkie dude like you know she's wanting to ride all these rides and and she was like a half inch taller than all the little you know the you got to be this tall thing and uh i'm the only one who'd ride the rides with her and i didn't really like to ride them either and uh we um uh you know, we've been able to expand on that, you know, into athletics, uh, you know, and, and, uh, you know, like I said, my son is, he's a very driven person. He's, you know, very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? He's very, uh, uh, he's very ritualized too. You know, I, I, I don't know if I've said this yet, but you know, my life I operate in rituals, you know, um, habits I, I i mean my my life is very habitual like i do everything the same every single day eat the same thing every single day and uh he's very similar to that he's you know he's got that part of me the rest he's got is his mother and uh very uh introvert and uh, my wife's an introvert i'm an extrovert i get charged when i'm around people she gets drained and uh um but yeah it's it's really changed uh, our marriage you know like i said our we're very uh, we talk about everything you know, like it, it, the good, bad, and the ugly, you know, and if, and if something's really bothering one of us, uh, it, uh, um, we talk about it, you know, and, and, and another thing my friend Hank taught me a lot, I heard him say this, it just clicked, you know, ever hear the one of those moments something clicks, I don't have to be right, I just need to know when I'm wrong, and uh, I started living by that, you know, and, and uh, I've just learned in a lot of situations, how many times, and, and, uh, in your marriage that you would you just you fight because you want to be right right and so many times i would and i probably knew i was wrong and i would still argue and so i've just learned that sometimes i got to step out of it and look at it from their perspective and like wow i i really realized like saying it that way probably would upset you I'm really sorry about that. I mean, I definitely don't want to, because I, I just adopted, I don't want people, I don't want to degrade. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to be mean. And I want to treat people with respect. And why? Because I want to be treated that way. And so I just learned, sometimes you got to look at your behaviors because if, if somebody's treating you in a disrespectful way, take a look at your DNA in it. Like if, if, you know, how are you behaving? How, how are, you know, what is, what was your reactions? And sometimes that will diffuse or solve the problem. Gotcha. Excuse me. So before um, you were given the hand up as, as you were talking about into um, owning the pest control company, mm -hmm. what was the life? like then and what were like what were your behaviors were you as routinized and in and, and habitual about your schedule or i was an a-hole like? i was an a-hole i was absolutely a jerk um i was selfish i um i didn't know how to treat women i was uh probably a tinge i was probably a little racist too i mean uh sexist for sure and uh you know that was the people I hung around, right? And and uh, you know, from from a young age. I mean, I'm I'm talking a young age. I 
I started dabbling in drugs and alcohol and cigarettes. I was a two pack a day smoker by 16. And, um, you know, probably by 18, I was, I mean, I, I would put cigarettes out on the cigarette, right? You know what I mean? I'm lighting the next one and then I'd put yeah. it out, right? And I mean, that was me. And, uh, and then I, 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 and, and man, if anybody listens to this, like, just know that I'm, I'm telling the truth. I, I went down the road to some of the hard drugs and, um, you know, a lot of people, you know, the stigma is, is you never recover from it. Uh, I, I, I told you this earlier, I mean, God, one day I, I was at the point of, um, I left my wife. We, uh, and we split, I, I, I'll, and man, I get really emotional. When I say this, but I looked her in the eye and I told her, I don't love you anymore. And, um, and I walked out and I walked out on her, I walked out on my son and, uh, and I went and lived on my own. I mean, I shouldn't say lived on my own. I lived from place to place to place. Right. And, and I was racking dead up. I was partying like a rock star and I'm like, this is the life baby, you know? And, and, uh, little did I know the whole time I was gone, my wife was praying for me. And I might add, she was also not eating and exercising like crazy. And, 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 uh, and if anybody stalks my Facebook page, my wife is like super hot, right? And and so I uh, I was sit I was laying in bed one day. I was coming off a couple week bender, and and I remember I just I sat up on the side of the bed, and I'm like, and, and I still this day I said God woke me up that day, and said, boy, what are you doing? And uh, I remember calling her and saying, hey, I was just kind of wondering, could I come by and see my son? And I came by, and man, was she looking good? And uh, one thing led to another. She ended up pregnant. You guys can fill in the blanks there. And um, we uh, we figured we got to work this out. We got to figure out how to make this work. I still didn't know what I was doing. I ended up um, uh, getting some help. I joined a 12-step program. Hardest thing for me was, uh, and that for me was the the moment of, of, of change. Because I grew up of, you know, you're a man, solve your problems. Um, you know, you don't need help you know, I'm a man, you know, and, and in that moment when I was so broken that I had to say, I need your help. And, and I didn't know what I was doing. Actually, I asked a woman, I actually, like, Hey, where do you go to those meetings at? You know? And, and, uh, and I, and I went through, I went through 12 steps and, uh, I learned a lot about myself. Uh, I'll, I'll actually never forget. I think I, I might've had a couple weeks, you know, clean and sober. And I, uh, I, I was on the verge of bankruptcy. Like I, I dude, I, I owed so much money, dude. They'd, they'd already repoed my truck. Like, and, and I, I, I'd had two jobs when I left, I lost one of them. The other one was the guy from the pest control company and he was a recovering alcoholic. So when he heard everything was going on, he goes, we're not firing him. You know, we're, we're going to take care of him. We're going to, we're going to love on him. And, um, I remember going to JC Penney's because I had a Penny's charge card and I had, I had probably a couple hundred bucks at the limit or whatever. And I was going to buy something really nice for my wife because I'm still trying to earn her back. Right. And um, they declined it. I felt like a complete and utter failure. I mean, I remember, I mean, I think I cussed the lady out. It wasn't her fault, but, um, and I just walked out of the mall and I started walking. I was so mad. I mean, Mike, I was such an angry individual. And uh, I remember I got about three quarters to a mile down the road. And I'm like, like, you're talking like a big city area, right? 
And I'm like, crap, I'm 45 minute drive from home. What am I doing? And, uh, and so, and, and my mom and, and my wife, they picked me up. They knew I was, I was so, I was a, I was a mess, man. And, uh, I remember going to, cause I heard somewhere, uh, something about self-help books. I I've, I've said this over the years. I've, and probably in the last probably three to five years, I, I've openly admitted it. I don't read real well. Um, I do. I'm better now because I'm, I'm working that muscle more. I actually physically read more. Uh, but for so many years, I never read. And when you don't use something, you lose it, right? And so I went to Barnes and Noble, and uh, I went to the self help section. And I'm looking through. I'm looking through. I'm like, I gotta find a book. A book is gonna solve my problems. And and I remember seeing this book, it was on a CD and it was uh, John Maxwell failing forward, you know, using, and I don't remember exactly how it's phrased, but using life's mistakes as stepping stones to success or something. I'm like, that's me. That is me. And I, I listened to that book over and over. What it did is it gave me hope that some of these things that I've been through, there's probably a reason for it. You know, I don't know what it was, but and it would get so frustrated. And then, you know, the more time you get away from the drugs and, and the partying and the lifestyle, you know, like I, I remember one of the meetings, somebody said, dude, the, you only have to change one thing and that's everything. Well, I took that really seriously. Like I got rid of my cell phone, got a new cell phone. I moved. I, uh, cause when I, when I got clean and sober, I just, I lived in a mobile home and I just got my power shut off. I was living there with uh, no power, like stuff was growing in there. I mean, it was, oh my gosh. I, I remember actually, um, and this is something I don't, I don't talk about a lot, but uh, I, I've always been an avid hunter, right? And I'd had enough. And this is, I mean, I, I might've been a day or two, you know, off the dope and I had enough. And I was like, that's it. Blow my brains out. I'm done. Checking out. It's time to check out. And I walked into the bedroom grabbed my 12 gauge. I looked everywhere for a slug. Mike, I had piles of slugs. I don't even, I couldn't find one. I remember tossing the gun on the bed. I said, I can't even kill myself, right? You know, and, and I mean, I was a mess, man, an absolute, an utter mess. And uh, uh, I said, I wrote through the 12 steps, uh, got into, you know, the more I got into business, I started changing my life around. I, my marriage started getting a little better. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, I truly believe, you know, in any of the 12 step programs, the 12 step talks about having a spiritual awakening, truly believe I, I had this awakening. Um, I also, I'm a believer. Once again, I find like I was a very angry person, right? So what did I do? I went and found, um, somebody who had a lot of peace in their life. His name is Tom Morton, Thomas Morton and uh this old hippie looking dude and i'd i'd ask him like thomas help me out brother help me out you know and and, and i remember i called him up one day and i mean he would he would he taught me how to meditate he taught me uh at the time i was really mad at god i knew that i was supposed to pray i didn't know like i didn't really believe it i'm like dude if god was this great why would he have put me there why would he have put me through that you know and and um i I remember one time I called him up and I said, Tom, this blah, 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 blah. Like everything was a mess. I don't know what it was. It was probably something stupid and silly. And I, and he says, all right, man, are you ready? And, and, and he like, said, so he's all hippie dude. He goes, 
He goes, I'm going to give you the solution, brother. Sit down. You're going to need to hear this. And he was very dramatic about things. I'm like, okay, I'm listening. Give it to God, man. Like that. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Give it to God. What are you? Stop it. Don't tell me what to do. He goes, I just did, man. He goes, even if you got to give it to him a hundred times, the next time it'll be 99. And like, I totally thought he was full of crap. But I'm like, you know what? If this dude has this much peace, I'm just going to do what he tells me to. And I did that. And next thing you know, it was, man, 99, 98. And then next thing you know, like, I'd be like, God, take this, remove this from me. And, you know, remove these thoughts. Because a lot of it comes with my thoughts, right? Because a guy told me once, I suffer from first thought wrong. And that really clicked with me because most of the time my first thought about something is not any good. It's usually the second or third. It's just a good one that I want to actually, you know, do something with. And um, I would ask God to remove these thoughts. And the more I asked, the easier it got. And, uh, you know, and then obviously, you know, I, I got hooked up with uh, Chris Licurdo, um, went through his, his uh, coaching program, helped build my leadership, you know, and, and ultimately just kept giving me hope, man. And uh, I'd, I'd, I'd get, to, you know, I'd hear somebody, I hear their story. I'm like, oh my gosh, you got through that? wow you know and and uh and then i we were talking before this was you know next level life man i i was i was very resistant i'm super grateful to uh chris and uh when i went through that i remember just looking up at the thing going whoa like things started all the dots started to connect right and and you know, why this, that, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, and then um, I was also introduced to a, a YouTube motivational. It's about a seven minute motivational called Unbroken Motivational. Game changer, man. It, 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 it puts my mindset right. And because uh, everything starts up here. Everything starts in the mind. If you believe it, you can do it. If you believe it, you can do it. I 100%, I, I, I stand by that. You know, I, I am a walking testament of that you know because every day i would just believe that i could do this I, I remember i believed i could get my wife to love me again i believed we could have a good marriage i believed i could make fifty thousand dollars a year you know like i mean there's things like that things those are the things that i was i was uh um i was looking forward to you know like those are the things that i just i just knew it and uh yeah i mean so that's that's kind of where that's where i came from um i am and and sitting here today like i always i always like to look back at it like it's a movie my friend lewis parker told me that a lot he, man brother all you gotta do is is watch the movie you know and and i mean he was he was he was so funny man and and, and he goes life is a movie brother you can change it the movie anytime you want you know, and, and uh, I used to love him because he would have some of the coolest sayings, man. They, you know, they're kind of ghetto sayings, but man, they were spot on, man. I mean, this dude was my brother, man. Like he, he always had my back. And, and, uh, and it was one of those things where, you know, I had a lot of shame in my life. Um, that's, that's one thing I'll say is, is I had a lot of guilt and shame in my life. Mm -hmm. And I had to get to the point where I had to really look at it as that's, you were that's right. not who you are don't let your past identify your future 
and I had to, I had to get honest with God, man. Like, you know, these are the things that were on my heart. These, these are the, these are the mistakes I've made. These are the, 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 the crimes I've probably committed. Um, you know, I'm very thankful. I never went to jail or anything like that. Praise God. Um, but I, uh, I've done some things I probably should have went to jail for. And, uh, uh, and I remember, you know, when I was, when I was speaking all of that out loud to, you know, my good friend Thomas and, uh, and Lewis too, and, uh, and to God, man, it was like, it was powerful, man. I was letting it go. I was, I was, you know, I mean, there was things that, that I'm, I mean, that, you know, I, I wrote them all out on paper we burned them, sent it up to the spirits, as, as Thomas said. And uh, it was a free moment of letting go of who I was to become who I am. I was going to say the transformation from where mm -hmm. you were to where you are, how life is for you now and how you're experiencing it, making things happen. I mean, it's just mind blowing. Um, Thanks. And, and, you know, like the passion that you, you have I mean, it's, it's amazing. It's not just in one area, you know, it's not just career or family, it's in both and it's pervasive across everything, which I, to me is a true testament of the change that, you know, has come about and that you're, you know, you're focused on all of it. So, um, so if, if you were talking to me, you know, or the, the 20 year old, you know, that, that recently you, you met with and, um, you know, we're kind of answering his questions. What would you say was like the two or three biggest things that have led you from that point where you were, you know, living it up like a rock star to where you are a rock star now? What, what are those things that, that it really attributed to that transformation for you? Well, it's funny when you first said that. I thought you said the twenty-year-old me. If it was a twenty-year-old me, I'd beat the crap out of him. You know, I just beat the <laughs> crap out of him and say, "Listen, dude, you know, stop thinking you know everything." But anyway, um, you know, I think it, it's. I go back to obsession. I truly believe obsession. I mean, uh, I think that's where the the power of addiction has uh, played well for me. You know, because when I get into something, man, like I get, so, I mean, I'll stay up all night, you know, like obsessing. About, I mean, uh, I think uh, mindset is a number, number two for sure. Uh, what are you putting in your mind? And, you know, are you putting, you know, garbage? Are you, are you watching the, the drama? Um, you know, that's one thing I mentioned to my, my friend, uh, Hank. He actually, he's so, he's so passionate. I had a tattooed on him. And, and it's so mind-blowing. Math or drama, which one do you, do you, do you sign on for? I don't, I don't do drama anymore. I, I don't, if, if drama, if it, I, 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 I apply that formula to everything and go, are we in math? Or are we in drama right now? Because if we're in drama, you can't really solve that problem. Believe it or not, you can almost solve almost any problem with math, one way or the other. You know, I mean, if you really think about it. You know, it might get really complicated, but uh, I would probably say don't, you know, stay away from the drama, man. You know, just because everybody's doing it doesn't mean you have to, you know, and, and, and be authentic, man. Like that's, that's the, you know, I remember when I, when I got clean. So I just want to be liked. 
you know, then I got to the point, I'm like, I don't really care if I'm liked. I want to be me. And, uh, and I found being me, like, I kind of like me, man. I don't always like me, but I, I kind of do. And, um, but mindset's everything. I mean, it, it's like the old, the old, the old quote, you think you can, or you think you can't, you're right. It's so true. You know, it's so funny because, you know, I don't want to say we, we kind of joke around about all these quotes. Everybody's throwing quotes out there. Right. I mean, and, uh, but the reality is, is most of them, they're spot on, man. I mean, they truly are, you know, like Tony Robbins talks about, you know, if you, if you believe, you know, like as far as smoking, for instance, right. If, if you're somebody who says, you know, Hey, I quit smoking or, you know, well, you know, I've, 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 I've been trying to stop smoking and he goes, no, you got to command it, man. You got to believe it, you know, and if you believe it, that you're no longer that you will not be that anymore. And, and, and it's funny, people think I'm crazy. That's the way I am, man. You know, if, if, if I, uh, I don't allow, and, and, and if anybody's in a 12 step program, they would probably love to send me hate mail right now. And I'm totally okay with it. I truly believe I will not allow addiction to take over me again you know because when I see there's a problem and plus I have a lot of people really close to me who will speak into me uh I stop it I don't I'm done I know I no longer when I decided uh I thought it was a great idea to smoke cigars well guess what I was smoking five a day you know not a good plan and, and so I noticed this was a problem. This was causing my life to be a little unmanageable and done, you know, and, and, and I'm no longer a cigar smoker, you know, now I guess I have my choice. I could be again, but I'm not. And, 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 and I, I did that with salt, you know, where I, I, and I'll speak it out loud, you know, because, you know, your, your, your subconscious don't know what you say out loud and what you think inside, right? So I actually say it out loud too. I also tell people, I also throw it on social media, uh, things like that, just to, because I don't, I don't want to be a hypocrite ever again. So if, uh, if you saw me doing it, I would hope you'd say, hey dude, I thought you weren't a cigar smoker. You know, I thought this, I thought that, you know, uh, I'm, I'm pretty transparent with people. I, I had, a, I, you know, I've had a few drinks it's not a thing to me anymore. You know, like, honestly, I don't really like it. Uh, don't, I don't, I don't say I really don't like the way it makes me feel like the dehydration. Um, I actually pretty much stopped, uh, any sort of alcohol because my good buddy, Steve is a bodybuilder. And, uh, one of my goals is before I'm 50, I either want to get on stage in a bodybuilding competition or wrestle an independent wrestling match. Because when I was a kid, I wanted to be a professional wrestler. And if I would have known about the indie scene, pretty good chance you wouldn't be talking to me right now. I would have been on the indie scene. I guarantee it, man. Like, promise you, like that. I mean, I learned about it in my late 20s. So I was like, oh, I could have totally done that. And I've uh, I've made friends with a few independent wrestling promoters. And and uh, and then recently, I... Um, uh, I posted some pictures about it. If anybody knows, uh, I've heard of Westside Barbell, the guy who created uh, the gym, Westside Barbell, Louis Simmons. And then there's another guy. Uh, I watched a guy press uh, 
bench press uh, over 700 pounds. And the, I'm an energy guy. Like I tap into energy and when the energy is good, I want to be there. And the energy in that gym that day was like, and, and still this day, my friend, Aaron owner of strength beyond gym in Southwest Michigan. I thank him. I thank him. I thank him because that dude has impacted my life more than he probably even knows. But when he invited me and I'm out here in Arizona and he's like, Hey dude, so blah, 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 blah. This is what's happening. This, you know, I'm like, Oh my gosh, Louis Simmons is going to be there. You know, like Louis saying, the way I explained it to my brother, my brother's a huge Van Halen fan. And I know rest in peace, Eddie Van Halen, but I said, it would be the equivalent Tony of you meeting Eddie Van Halen. Oh, dude, you know, like that's, I mean, dude, you know? And, and so, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I still go back to mindset, man. Like, what do you put in your head? Part of my routine every day, uh, everything's about habits, right? You know, and my friend Steve says this, when, when uh, discipline fails, habits take over. And so I built a lot of habits into my life that are going to put me in the right direction. You know, like I told you, I, I, I got a lot of life to live, brother. So I've got to exercise. I've got to take care of my body. You know, I've, I've, I put a beating on it, you know, and, 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 but the mindset thing, you know, you know, watching YouTube videos, listening to books, podcasts, I, I do enjoy some stupid comedy sometimes, uh, love action movies and action shows, uh, always, I always wanted to be in the military. I, I it was kind of, if, if you ask me, I regret, I think it was, I, I, a good friend of mine came to me and we we're 18 and I said, he says, hey, dude, I'm joining the Corps. Why don't you join with me? I said, nah, dude. I said, I'm dating this chick right now, man. I'm really digging her, man. She's pretty hot and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I'm still married to her. So, like, I'm, I think I made a good decision. I truly do. Uh, but uh, but mindset, brother, everything's everything's up here. Starts up here, man. Awesome. Very cool. Josh, I want to thank you, man, for sharing where you're succeeding where you came from, the open openness and honesty, and then how you made that transformation. Um, for those that want to reach out and see you, you know, talking about uh, your obsession in the gym, your obsession with your family, your businesses, where can people find you? Well, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a Facebooker, Instagram. Um, I, I actually read, I'm, probably yet this week launching a Facebook page only because I'm getting to that point where I'm, I'm going to be reaching the maximum friends. Uh, but I'm, I'm also somebody I like to engage with people. So uh, you always find me like my, my, my phrase, you know, if, if anybody's ever paid attention to bodybuilding, I think he was an eight time Mr. Olympia, Ronnie Coleman. His thing is, yeah, buddy. That's kind of become what I, I, I do that a lot. I mean, it just, it, 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 it's, it's the best reply to everything. Yeah, buddy. And, um, but I love Instagram. Uh, everything's at Josh Getting. Uh, and I always say Getting is like getting a job, but no end. Very nice. Well, my friend, I, again, thank you very much. I appreciate it. And uh, look forward to Pleasure's mine, brother. Thank you, my friend. so much my friend for joining me on another episode if you found the information within the show helpful please leave a review on the platform you're listening to 
helps raise the show's visibility so other men can join us in breaking free. See you on the next episode. And remember to continue putting yourself out there. Have a great one.